The Spin-Off Podcast Network. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is brought to you by SparkLab, offering inspiration and practical advice to help businesses find their edge. To hear more about SparkLab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. Kia ora koutou kato. Welcome to Business is Boring. Many people sit at work with a picture of a place they would rather be, but one pair of twins turned this idea into their dream business with images of cabins going from living on a monitor desktop display to becoming their lives. Unyoked started as an idea to spend more time connected to nature and has grown to be in Australia, New Zealand and the UK with cabins in just remote enough spots, camping without the camping, with no man-made things in sight and Instagram perfect everything. The Nature and Disconnection as a Service Company has raised millions more to expand further into Europe and co-founder Chris Grant joins us now to chat the journey, nature and what's next. Tanakwe, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. Hey, so first up, tell me how you started out as you and your brother had kind of some pretty sweet corporate kind of jobs that I imagine you'd worked pretty hard to get into. What led you to leave and pursue this idea? Yeah, we, we'd always wanted to build something. So so we'd been collecting ideas for years, really. Um, and so, you know, our careers were, were always a, a bit of a, a, a foundation for what we were going to do next. Um, but it, it was still a difficult decision. You know, we were, we were working jobs that we still enjoyed. My brother was in strategy at a bank and I was um, my last role was over in Singapore, um, scaling an edtech startup over there, and yeah, it was it, it was still a big decision to to jump ship and build something for ourselves. But but you know we we wanted to do it. We we needed to have that that sort of creative license and that and, and that uh, you know the ability to drive something ourselves and and to be passionate about what we were doing. And yeah, uh, the idea for Unyoked was the first one after years of of ideating and and discussions that that was. Uh, really aligned with with who we were and, and where we wanted to to take our journey. So, yeah, when when those things aligned, we we pushed forward. What was the germ of that idea? What was the idea that got you to go? Yeah, let's jump in. Uh, we we'd seen um, we'd seen these you know tiny houses or mobile cabins overseas. Um, they were just in, in their infancy back in 2015 when we when we sort of came up with this idea and Australia and New Zealand had never seen them before. Um, and we dug into the complexities around some uh, development approval and zoning types and and, and sort of realised that hey, these these uh, you know these mobile cabins might be able to unlock patches of wilderness that um, had never previously been able to have this level of amenity on it. And that was that was it. it. That sort of sparked our creativity. We we'd been um, you know at, looking at photos of of cabins around the world, and we'd, we'd always um, spend our time, our free time during university or whenever we could get away, going on large trips and you know hiking and um, exploring. And so we wanted to bring a little bit of that um, 
that sort of romanticism and that escapism and, and uh, that experience to to our every day and to other people's every day. And yeah, that's uh, that was the spark that sort of yeah, started us on this path. And you're pretty careful to call them cabins and not tiny houses, eh? Like, tell us the difference there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's definitely a personal preference. It's been ours for a long time. There's a, there's a there's a tiny house industry and a tiny house movement, you know, which um, we're we're happy to sit sort of ancillary to, but but it's it's not what we do. You know, we've we've used the the tiny houses as as a mobile um, small hotel room essentially, and that's that's the the vehicle and, and the mode that we can use to put these home bases on these properties. But our business is about the property and the wilderness and the landscape and, and what we can unlock with these things, not not necessarily the cabin itself. You know, the cabins are architecturally designed and sustainable and off the grid and, you know, um, very comfortably and have, have all the amenities that, that you need to get the most out of the outdoors. But the, the business is about unlocking these landscapes and getting people back to them and, and helping them spend more and more time in nature so that they can realise the benefits that nature does have on the human body. Yeah. Tell me about how you got started. Like, how do you go from going, this could be cool, to proving it out, finding a bit of land that has what you need, and getting people to know about it? Yeah, I mean, there's the, there's a lot in that in that question there for sure. So, <laughs> you know, we, we had to side hustle at, at first, so, you know, we... We were still working our our careers. We you know we didn't have enough to bankroll. Um, you know, going going to no salaries and, and and building from scratch. So yeah, it was it was evenings and weekends for the first couple of years. Um, and we we found some some friends of ours who were willing to to try and build a, a cabin with us. Um, and you know we we spoke to a Bulgarian architect who built one overseas and, 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 you know, managed to, to get some help with the plans. And, and then, um, yeah, we, we pushed forward bootstrapping the first, the first couple of cabins and, um, yeah, then finding the land was a whole, whole nother kettle of fish. We, we, uh, you know, had to send out tens of thousands of postcards, um, to, to mailboxes. We went walking and letterbox dropping and put ads on local community boards. I mean, local newspapers at the time, you know, this was, 2015, uh, Airbnb had maybe just launched or was just launching, and you know, it, it was a it was a time when the sharing economy was still fresh. You know, people were were not um, used to saying, "Hey, I, I want to share your property with strangers," um, and <laughs> in the, yeah, and 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 put this mobile cabin on there, and they were like, "What is that?" You know, I, I like. I, I don't know who you are. I don't know what that is. No, no thank you. So, <laughs> and, and I, I imagine if it's a properly remote spot, people might like their privacy and remoteness too, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, we, in, in the early days, we often uh, really excited one one half of a couple, and then met with resistance from the other half of, of a couple. <laughs> so, <laughs> we had a few that we were we were almost there, but then you know hit, hit a roadblock. Um, but we did. We, we found some really you know. Um, uh, curious and uh, adventurous people who were willing to uh, take a bet on us and start the journey with us. And yeah, we, we unlocked a few properties. We, we built those first couple of cabins and then we were lucky enough that, you know, we, we seeded our launch in a few uh, millennial um, editorials that, you know, that, that was the target market we'd chosen as, as our first one, namely because it was similar to us. And, um, 
and you know high, high disposable income and also influential if you could could capture the millennial market at the time then you know you you could often say that other demographics would would follow as well um and so yeah we, we were lucky that once we seeded that first couple of media drops um it was it was wildly popular and you know it, it was a new thing people were interested in it. it was meeting a need that that cam and i had identified in ourselves that we were we were burning out and, and you know we, we needed more nature and turned out other people needed it too so yeah it just sort of snowballed from there that's snowballing i mean at one stage you had you know, a handful of cabins, but like a four-month-plus kind of waiting list, right? Like it had like thousands of people waiting to come and experience this. How how did that feel after, I imagine, a lot of no's and a lot of people going, oh, what? Yeah, it was, it, you know, it was uh, yeah, gratifying, I guess, and, um, you know, made us, um, yeah, comfortable that we were on, on the right journey. Also, you know, nerve-wracking, you know, we... There's a there's a tight line to walk when you're launching a new business of, you know, overexposing yourself and um, you know if it, you know we we had ten thousand people on the waitlist at one stage and uh, you know we were quite worried that a lot a lot of those ten thousand people would keep checking the website, keep your book booked out, and then you know we'd we'd burn them essentially and you know they they wouldn't want to come back. So yeah, we were a little bit hesitant of that, but overall it's a you know it's a good problem to have, not not a bad one. Tell me about selecting the right site. Like I, um, I went, and this is completely. This is not a um, <laughs> an advertorial. It's completely disconnected to this chat. I went last year. My work actually for Christmas got us um, a night in in Unyoked, and it was a cool present, man. And I went down to Raglan, and in the Raglan spot, Marama. It was kind of two hours away from Auckland. Pretty easy drive, um, just you know, ten odd minutes out of the the township, and the there was just enough of a walk up a hill, so it was a bit of a disconnect from your your daily grind, you know, about a 15-minute uphill kind of um, amble. And then when we got up there, there was nothing in sight, except for the odd thing on the water, that was man-made. And that was really cool. It actually created the conditions for a real break from the everyday. And all of that, that I kind of, you know, ambled into and experienced without having kind of planned it myself, I've come to see is completely planned. Exactly right. We uh, we designed the whole experience to help people get the most out of the environment and the experience. So, you know, the only experiences are about, about realising the benefits of, of nature and, and what they can do for your body. Um, you know, we can we can dive into these now or later, but there's, the, there's sort of three key ones which we focus on, which are reducing stress levels and, and and cortisol levels um there's some there's some fascinating science behind it um increasing creativity um and driving concentration and creative problem solving and um also increasing connection your feeling of connection with others and connection with the world around you and um, these are three heavily science-backed benefits of nature and and our experience and and um, all the elements of it are designed to help facilitate those so that our customers and our guests, uh, our community can, can, you know, live out, um, you know, what, what our brand and our business is purporting to do. So that involves not being able to see or hear any human elements that involves having to shed the city, so to speak. So once, once you park at that car park, you have that 15 minute walk. Um, that's about hearing the birds, seeing the trees, having to do a little grunt work to, to achieve something and then getting to your cabin, um, being able to put, put your bags down, turn around on the deck stand and look at that view where there's no other human elements. And 
um, you know, I can I can dig into some of the interesting science behind it, but it relates to um, you know, there's there's this concept in evolutionary science called the uh, evolutionary environment of adaptiveness, and that's essentially referring to the environment to which a species adapted over time and evolved, and and the pressures in that environment that caused it to evolve. And if you look at the human species over three hundred thousand years, and you know, you know back millions of years in terms of earlier evolution, the sort of environment that we evolved in was a completely natural one. And the environment we find ourselves in the day-to-day now is lights, pollution, concrete, noise, internet, connection phones. It's it's completely at odds with that environment that our bodies have evolved in. And, and so our bodies still react to that, that original environment. And, and so getting it the closest expression of that and, and spending time in it is very, very important. And, and that's where you see those benefits and that magic happen. Yeah, and your ideal customer is kind of the people who have thrived in this unnatural environment. They're too busy. They're, you know, can't get away for two nights. They, you know, might like the idea of camping, but, you know, going away for a night or two and going through all the faff of camping can be harder than, you know, less relaxing than getting away. And so to Mm -hmm. kind of do like nature as a service for people who are disconnected from nature because they're thriving in the material world is a really interesting concept, right? It it, it is. It it really is. And you're right. It's sort of um, often the the high performers and, you know, the people who who have managed to make the, the modern world, you know, work to them, so to speak, or, you know, um, they're, they're working hard, they're working in startups, um, and it's those people who need it most. And and um, some people have forgotten it, and that's what we see our role as, as the sort of educator and the the facilitator, the, the bridge between the city and the natural world. And if, if you take these people who are who are doing well and, and who are thriving in their desk jobs and, you know, on, on, online and in the digital world, and manage to intersperse that with immersive nature, you can get to a whole nother level. So yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Awesome. We'll be back in a moment with Chris Grant to talk growing the business, community, partnerships, and the future. Spark is proud to partner with the Sustainable Business Network and the Climate Action Toolbox. The free Climate Action Toolbox can provide you with simple step-by-step guides to measure and reduce your emissions. Help lead the way to a low-carbon future for New Zealand. Visit sparklab.co.nz forward slash sustainability to find out more. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Welcome back to Business is Boring, where we're with Chris Grant from Unyoked. So what is the scale of Unyoked today? Because you recently, or this year, took on some pretty significant funding, hey, to to scale it up through the UK and uh, into Europe. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We closed a a Series A funding round for 
for a bit over 30 million, um, which, yeah, really just helps us uh, unlock more wilderness, uh, you know, around the world in our, our sort of three core markets in New Zealand, Australia, the UK, and then um, into continental Europe uh, next year as well. And so at the moment we've got around 120 um, cabins globally, but we've got over a thousand sites that are that are ready and, and waiting to go. So it's about uh, preparing those sites and and unlocking them and getting cabins on them. And you know, there's there's so much need for for stillness and pure nature um, in in the world, particularly outside major urban centres. So yeah, we just uh, just want to keep rolling with the, with our mission of uh, unlocking that and getting people back to it more often. And a great growth model, right? If you can turn up to someone with land that's pretty remote, so therefore probably not if it's you know if it's not intensively farmed or something probably not returning them a lot (laughs) and if you can say hey we'll come along we'll put down this thing we'll look after everything and you'll just get some money brilliant business model yeah yeah thank you i mean there's there's some really exciting attributes to to the business model which you know like you just mentioned uh you know we offer a, a great sustainable revenue stream for for farmers or property owners um, who perhaps want to want to move away from intensive agriculture towards something more sustainable or um, you know something that's that's uh, ag cycle resistant. So if there's droughts or rain or those sort of things, like our cabins can continue to, to operate, um, and we can help people rehabilitate their properties, bring them closer back to how they should be. Which is which is really awesome. Yeah, and kind of by definition, it's out of the way, so you won't be under people's feet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, we can we, we look for uh, sort of pure wilderness, which generally sits away from houses and and operations and and anything else that's going on in the business. So it's a way to monetize perhaps non-arable land or yeah, land that that, that hasn't been doing anything. And on the flip side, it's a way for us as a business to unlock these areas that have sometimes been held from the public for generations. And so it sort of gives them back essentially and people can explore them again and it, it opens them up to, to foot traffic from, from people other, other than the, the landowners. And part of your mission so far has been to prove out, I mean, you, you mentioned before the there's a lot of science around the positive effects of nature, <laughs> which should be pretty obvious, right? And then also uh, evolutionary science uh, and the like. But you're also been working to partner to get your own data around the mood and lifestyle benefits of nature connection for people, right? Tell us, tell us about some of that work in kind of both the sports and art space, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've combed through all of the research and there's thousands now, you know, over the last sort of 15 years, the amount of research in this area has has really pushed forward, which is awesome. Um, so there's sort of thousands of these papers around the world where they're empirically proving the benefits of nature in, in some of these core areas I mentioned, you know, particularly on, on decreasing stress levels and increasing mood. Uh, what we want to do is contextualise that to, to our demographic in the areas that we're operating and so you know we're looking at generally busy professionals who are spending too much time in urban centers and uh, sort of starting to get burnt out um, stressed and spending too much time on their phone and their computers you you, you know the drill you know so, so we want to be conducting research with with these people um, and and we try and do it in areas that um, can also help inspire people 
to to get back to nature. So so we work with um, yeah with top musicians. You know we, we partnered with Apple um, last year and and we sent down a, a handful of uh, artists that are represented by Apple um, award winning artists down to our cabins um, and they had to create. Um, original tracks while they were there. So, so they went through their creative flow aided by uh, the privacy and the nature around them. And then we sent down Apple's sound engineers to record new spatial audio down around the cabins. And then the artists got access to the spatial audio, spliced it into their original tracks. And then we launched them on Apple Music to, to 80 million people on the front page there. And, and then we also um, collected data and released um, guides uh, so that our community could follow the same process that that these these artists went through. So that's just a just one of the avenues we're we're working with um, with Interbrand, which is one of the world's largest agencies, to send their creative strategists down to our cabins and measure um, empirically their their changes in mood and creativity and stress. Um, and then we're releasing a, a white paper with a with a third party. Um, which which will be launching early next year. We work with universities. Um, you know, yeah, we've we've sent uh, athletes down. You know, Sam Kane was there before the World Cup. Um, so yeah, well, there's there's all sorts of fun stuff. It's it's you know it, it's something that really excites us. And there's there's so much room for creativity here because yeah, that what what nature can do for people is it's really quite fascinating. I bet you get some good data because if my work was to send me off for two days of some pretty sweet nature time, I reckon pretty safe to say you're going to come back with pretty good mood and de-stress <laughs> well, that, that's you know that's the thing like just just taking you away from your desk can yeah. help but but then you get the the added benefits so you know there's some great science that says even the smell of pine can mm. can decrease your cortisol levels your, your body will, will react to that you know even looking at a picture of a tree for 20 seconds can lower cortisol levels so imagine if you go into a forest you know it's yeah, it's it's really quite cool yeah love it tell me about matthew mcconaughey yeah, yeah, that's you know. There's one for the field. <laughs> yeah, a bit of claim to fame for us. Like you know, he's obviously a Hollywood heavyweight, and um, yeah, you know, we were pretty pretty humble startup at that, especially at the time that that he came knocking at our door. So yeah, we we just um just had a bit of luck there. You know, as I mentioned, we'd got a lot of media when when we launched. Um, and Matthew McConaughey at the time was the creative director globally of Wild Turkey, and 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 he produced his own bourbon with them and he it was he had a hands-on role in um that they were trying to evolve their consumer base and 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 move to a millennial that was more environmentally focused and a, a, away from their, their consumer that they had at the time and so it, yeah he um he picked us uh, out of something that he'd seen and and then told his team that he wanted to work with us and um they had a, a whole lot of trouble getting hold of us because we, we were we were pretty small and saying no to all, all promotions at the time and and, and didn't realize <laughs> who or what it was, but yeah, we, we ended up um, working with him on, on a number of projects. We flew over to LA and, and filmed something with him, and then he, he came to Australia and launched a cabin that we worked on with him. And so yeah, it was a it was a really fun partnership. I love that, and I love the idea of like Matthew McConaughey, whatever it's Matthew McConaughey, and then next thing you're like, oh oh shoot, okay, uh, it is. <laughs> yeah yeah well, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're available. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Where do you see this going? Mike, if you're moving into it, we've got you know thousand odd um, sites earmarked. Like, how big can this go? Do you run out of wilderness? Uh, there's there's plenty of wilderness, and there's plenty of need for access to it. So, yeah, what we're building is definitely not about 
growth for growth's sake. It's not about any any sort of domination or ego. You know, we're we're just enjoying what we're doing, and and as long as other people are enjoying it too, there's a there's a need to to be building it. And you know, really, in any major urban center in in the world, there are people there who've grown up in that urban center and you know don't understand. You know, New Zealand is a, a are, you know, quite a different breed where everyone really understands the importance of the wilderness. Um, but there are places in in the world where, where they don't. But even in New Zealand, there are people that, that, that don't get out to it enough or, or don't have access to the sort of um, tingle on the back of your neck or inspiring wilderness that, that, that you know, we're able to unlock with, it, with our cabins. So, yeah, it's just about accessing more of that uh, land to be able to give it back to our community uh, to be able to educate people around the benefits of nature and, and help people create a habit out of it. You know, we really believe people should be heading out to the cabins or, or any sort of nature, camping or, or any type, but immersive nature three or four times a year at, at a minimum um, and letting it work its wonders on your body and then popping back into the mayhem again. Um, and so, yeah, our role is about increasing the education around this, championing this movement and, um, yeah, ha- having fun while we do it. What advice would you have for people who do want to make something of their own and and see a problem that affects them? I think that the second part of your question is a, a really important part. If, if, if it's a problem that's affecting them and it's something that they can be passionate about, then I think uh, that's the first ingredient to a successful recipe, really. Um, if, if it's something like, like my brother and I felt, you know, we... We felt we weren't spending enough time in nature. We we felt we had a problem, and and you know we devised a solution. And it's something that, because of that passion and that um, personal exposure to it, it's really been able to drive our, our fuel to build the business and and to like I said to enjoy doing it. So I think that's a that's a big part of it. Uncovering that that what and why early on, and then just taking just taking small steps. You know, it's it's better to do something than nothing, and so yeah, just just get started. Don't don't put it off. And um, yeah, we, we did that. And yeah, you'll you'll be able to do well with it. I'm I'm always here if anyone wants to reach out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to um to to help bounce ideas off or any, anything like that. So yeah, I think speaking to other people who've done it before is is a great help as well. Well, that's a lovely offer. And as a as a final thought, what will success be for Unyoked and for you? I think we we already feel successful. Um, so, but yeah, just just increasing our our exposure around the world. You know, we're we're creating a, a global brand because we want we think that's the best way to inspire people. Um, and you know, if if we can create something that people can relate to and that does inspire people to get out to nature more often, then then that's success. So, you know, we've. We say we've already facilitated over a million hours in nature. Um, you know, I'd love to see that number get up to a hundred million, yeah, a billion. Uh, if, if if we can can really drive people to create this connection with nature and, and make a habit out of it, it's going to change people's lives. So, yeah, that's that success. There's a, there is still a long a, a long way to go in in that sort of ultimate success, but but we do feel successful with where we're at today. As well. Yeah, love it. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing the story so far. That's Chris Grant, one of the co-founders at Unyoked. Kia ora. Thanks so much. So thank you to Chris Grant. Thank you to you for listening. And for everyone who helps make this happen, like our producer, Te Aihe Butler. 
Do follow Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to rate and leave a review if you like what we do. Enoho ra. From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring. Brought to you by SparkLab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.